Hi, this is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment, and I'm your host. I welcome you in peace. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. That literally does mean I welcome you in peace from the Sanskrit. Well, evidently, it seems that America has some of the worst marriage statistics in the world. Almost 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then something like 80% of second marriages fail. In 2004, the cover of Newsweek featured something called DINS, D-I-N-S. And that stood for Double Income, No Sex Marriages. So, get the picture? Things don't look that well for the institution of marriage, at least in North America. So, what can be done about this? Well, my guests on this show are a couple who took a different course of action from marriage counseling. I don't know. Maybe they did do marriage counseling. We'll find out as soon as I bring them on. They also didn't have a trial separation, although they have a unique relationship and they have been separated based on job for some of the time. But the truth is that they found Tantra. And Tantra changed their lives, and Tantra altered their marriage and their relationship to each other. I'd like to welcome Jim and Gloria Alfaro to the show, two people who will share their new lease on life with you. Jim and Gloria, it's so great to have you on the show today. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you. My first question, I mean, I know you now for years, and my first question to you is, how did you... How did you recognize that your marriage needed something? I would have to say we just didn't communicate. We stopped communicating to each other. Um, it was, hello, how are you in, in the evening, or goodbye in the morning, and pretty much that was it. And Glow, for you, I mean, that sounds, Jim, that sounds pretty accurate. Also, uh, what I said to you a little earlier today is I... I when I first met you, I, I couldn't re- really remember even having you speak much at all. So thanks for just sharing that about no communication. Gloria, what would you say? You, how did you notice things were kind of on the rock? Uh, clearly no communication was was a problem. Um, but also just not feeling like he got me or he understood me. Um which, in retrospect, I'm aware of that it was just my perceptions and my own personal crap and what I was taking personal, which had nothing to do with him. It was me. Well, that's a pretty amazing leap right there. I, li- I want to come back to that, like your personal responsibility in the matter in a moment. But first, I, I also want to share, tell us a little something about your family. How long have you two been married? Fourteen years. Fourteen years. And and you have any children? We have three. Three children. Three boys, right? That's correct. Yep. Twins. How old are the twins? Twins are 11, and the oldest son is 12. Going to be 13 pretty quick. So they're really close in age, all three. Three boys, really, really close in age. Yes. Okay, so... There was no communication, and then there was this stuff, Gloria, that you have come to recognize as you were taking things personally, which Jim... Yeah, like getting getting my feelings hurt over things that now I I don't. But Like what? In re- but uh, simple things that a lot of couples fight over, like him being late for dinner. I took him being late for dinner as something, you know, like he didn't respect me, he didn't care about me. If he cared, he would have called, he wouldn't be late. And that's not the truth. But at the time, I believed that to be true. That was my perception of reality. Yeah. Well, you've both grown so much. I mean, what year did we meet? I can't even remember. When did we first set eyes on each other? 2005? I think so. Yeah, it was either late 2004 or early 2005. 
Yeah, so it's a while ago already. We know each other quite some time. So, okay, so you were, you knew you were having difficulties in the marriage. And um, so, I, you know, this is personal, but at the time, were you having sex? Occasionally. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I, think, I think that's an accurate description. What do you think, Gloria? Yeah, it, it wasn't the, you know, like he gets it twice a year or once a month. It was, you know, more frequently than what I hear most couples explain is normal for them. But for me, it, it, we clearly could have been having it more often. Right, right. And a different quality to it probably, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It missed the... Um, intimacy and the connectedness that we really revisited and recaptured when we started expanding with Tantra and taking Tantra classes. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. How did you how did you find out about Tantra? How did you find me? Because uh yeah, because I know I you weren't on my mailing list, so how did you how did you decide on Tantra? And by the way, I, I, in my introduction, I, I talked about whether you, that you chose something different from marriage counseling. But did you go to marriage counseling? I mean, I have no idea. Um, I don't actually, obviously, I actually don't remember. I think we, we've done some counseling. Um, you did counseling? Yeah. Um, I, I that was more personal, though. It, that was more about me. I was having some personal problems with post-traumatic stress disorder. And because we were together, there were appointments where he was included because we were a couple. But that wasn't marriage counseling in in my mind. Okay, so you didn't have marriage counseling. You didn't have that. But also, oh, we have, I forgot something. I wanted also for you to mention the what you were facing, Gloria, what you were facing medically, because, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I'm a tantra teacher, but I know that that had to have an effect on your relationship as well. What condition were you diagnosed with? I was originally diagnosed with systemic lupus, fibromyalgia, and rheumatoid arthritis. And... and uh, well, not and then, long after when did you that, get that diagnosis? a thyroid condition, I had asthma, um, there were some other health problems that I had kind of struggled with all my life, um, but that was when I really kind of hit the wall and decided I needed to make a change in my life. And, and, and what year was that, 2004? Uh, it was, actually, I want to say it was like 2003, and I started with reading books. Kayla had suggested that I go to a class, really excited, like, you should go, it'll change your life, and initially I was very resistant to the work, um, didn't quite know what it was about, and was resistant. Um, now uh, I know that that was because it was such big work, and pretty much all my big breakthroughs have also been met with big resistance. Sure. That's... Uh that's really to be expected, so I commend you for feeling your resistance and coming anyway. So, okay, so you mentioned Kayla. I know she's the friend. She's your friend. So was it Kayla who told you about me? Yeah. She right. told us about butterfly workshops, about Tantra, and encouraged Jim and I both to take a bliss class and dip our toes in and, and check it out. So you came to Tantra, and how how has it changed your life? For me, uh, on the health home front, I no longer take several medications. I've uh, experienced a significant improvement in my health. Doctors are always astonished that I am as healthy as I am, quote-unquote, with my diagnosis. Um did it, did it, has your, physical, but I think the emotional is what manifests the physical. Getting progressive, like I know rheumatoid arthritis gets progressively worse and worse 
and fibromyalgia too. Have, have you found and, and that that's not been the case? Stop. It stopped progressing. Yeah. Yes. Wow. At this point, I have I have not experienced any progression in my illness, and I have gotten off of some medications they told me I would never get off. That's amazing prognosis. Really, it's amazing uh, a recovery. And uh, it's so you, Gloria, in some way you've recovered physically and emotionally. You've grown up in a certain aspect of your life. You took responsibility for your emotions and also, and that affected the progression of debilitating disease. I That's true. I think also Tantra has helped Jim in dealing with my health problems. Because dealing with a, a spouse or a partner who has chronic health problems and in, an incurable disease, quote-unquote, um, is stressful. It, it's taxing on them. And I don't think that without some of the tools that, and mechanisms that we've learned to cope with everything life throws at us, I don't know that that... that you know, would not have been kind of one of the straws to break the camel's back, so to speak. So many finance, finance is the reason for divorce, but also problems with health that are incurable and cause such a strain. So I think Tantra has benefited not just my personal health, but how we cope with that factor of our life. Jim, would you agree that what Gloria's just saying, that Tantra's really helped you to cope? And if so, how? Oh, oh definitely. Um, in the beginning, when, when she was first diagnosed, it was kind of hard to deal with. We went from going to do whatever we wanted to do to basically she had to stay in the house. She really couldn't go anywhere. Um, and it was that, you know, for me, it was how do I fix it? Well, I can't. And that was frustrating for me. And and they, along with the, the, the lack of communication, there was the, you know, I wasn't telling her that I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at her disease. You know, she was taking it as I was mad at her because we couldn't go here, couldn't do this. So with the, the beginning of the Tantra, it was more of, okay, now we can understand each other and communicate. I can start to communicate to her that I'm not upset with you. I'm frustrated with the disease. You know, so she was able to understand that, and I was able to deal with it easier for myself, knowing it's not her fault. It's That's not so her. great. That's so amazing. Let me let me uh, ask you: How long were you married? Like, or how old were the kids when you just when Gloria when you got start first started getting all these diagnoses? I first was diagnosed about eight years ago. So 2001, okay. Yeah, it was, that was actually what made, I mean, we moved from one coast to the other. We made, you know, started making huge changes in our lives in an effort to live a healthier life, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally as well. And that was a big step to saying yes to Tantra. It's really what we're talking about. I mean, it's more than healing a marriage. I mean, we, I started this program talking about how the two of you, well, I'm just going to use this actually at my station break. I, if you just tuned in, I started this program talking about how my guests, Jim and Gloria Alfaro, used Tantra to heal their marriage. And what we're discovering just in our conversation is that Tantra healed more than a marriage. It started Gloria on a path of stopping the progress of degenerative disease, fibromyalgia, to name one, and rheumatoid arthritis, to name two, and helped them cope emotionally with the effects of that disease, and it changed everything. So we'll, we'll be right back, and we'll continue talking to them and see how Tantra actually changed their sex life and their relationship with each other and how it changed things with the with the, the children as well. If you're wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness, try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. 
This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself and possibly even make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to your life. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then work you all the way through laws one to nine to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment, every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives you Tantra the way it should be. It gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 as an ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers. Okay, we're back, and today my guests are Jim and Gloria Alfaro. They are a couple who came to Tantra in 2004, late 2004, early 2005, as they were seeking a fix to their non-communication relationship. And here they are today, and things are really, really different. So where are you two now? You, you, do, you, do you have a separate living agreement based on work still? I just want to find that out. Where are, where are you, no, Jim? We're, we're actually both in uh, Southern California now. Okay, great. Uh, so you, ha- you did have a separation for a while, but it wasn't based on the fact that you weren't getting along which many marriages have a trial separation. What what happened there, and how long did that last for? Um, we moved back to California in 2006, um, or, yeah, 2006 from Georgia. Um, I took a job. I found a job in uh, here in Southern California. And at the time, we didn't have to really have the finances to move everyone into one house. Um, so I worked here in, in the L.A. area and commuted back up north uh, to see Gloria and the kids every weekend. And we did so, that from... Uh, I can't hear you again probably, very well. Oh, sorry. We did that from probably September of 2006 to about this time last year. So you, so till 2008, Gloria was in the Bay Area and you were in Los Angeles. Did that put any stress on your relationship? It put a huge <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you're laughing. Definitely. Oh, definitely, because, uh, I, I mean, how could it not? You know, we were apart for five days a week. Um, I would be basically being a single mom while Jim was, you know, living out of a hotel room um, or renting a room, you know, basically – it puts stress on each of us individually to be apart. Then when we would come together, we were really only together on the weekends for about a day and a half. And so there would be pressure to kind of try and cram everything into that short period of time, knowing that we were going to be separated again. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I'm asking you all of this because there are, pl- there are many, many couples in the world who don't make it. They don't make it through these these types of trials. And you two are amazing and I you know, I want you to give people the secret you know, it's my intention anyway on this show to give people the secret of how you made it through de- degenerative disease, non communication, separation because of work and financial challenges, all of it. You name it, you have it. So so tell tell us what happened. How did how did things alter for you? What about Tantra? I would have to say that Tantra first and foremost it opened up our communication. <clears throat> that was very important. Um, and I think as as our communication progressed and as our the work we were doing progressed, I think it really put us in a good position to where when we did have tense moments when we were living apart, we were kind of able to get through it. I mean, the frustration of, you know, Gloria needed me for whatever reason because she was sick and she couldn't deal with the boys, I was helpless to do anything about it. And that was my frustration. And I know when when she would talk to me and vent to me, and I know that she in the past it would have been taken as a as an attack on me. 
but she I knew she was not attacking me. She was just venting and communicating to me how she was feeling and what she was, was going through at the moment. And I think that has a lot to do with that type of communication, not just talking, but understanding that when someone's talking to you, they're not they're not attacking you. you you're not to take it personally. So you're, you're able to deal with it in a different way. So you actually you you're you're actually talking about the the first one of the rules in that book that you read for leadership, integrity, and service for that course. That book is by Don Miguel Ruiz called um, The Four Agreements. So you are saying you stop taking things personally. Absolutely. I mean, I do it at home with Gloria. I do it at work. It has changed how I deal with people at work. Um, You know, I would take certain things as, as kind of a personal attack, you know, questioning my you know, what I do, and it's actually changed. It's changed a lot for me, you know, at home and at work. So that must make your life a whole lot better. I mean, if you stop taking things personally, it's like you got your ego out of the way, Jim. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Well, you say it. I can get my ego in the way plenty, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) You say it like it's a real easy thing. Oh, definitely. I got my ego out of the way. But you and I both know that's not this. Most people, if I told them what your problem is, is you need to get your ego out of the way. They wouldn't be able to just go, oh, yeah, most definitely. So you did some amazing work to be able to get there. Oh, yeah. Getting getting your ego out of the way is definitely a hard thing to do. That's not the way we are brought up and trained to behave. It, so it's it was tough. It was really tough to get my ego out of the way and tough to be able to not take it personally and be able to speak my mind. Right. And once I got my kind of got my ego out of the way, it, it made things easier. I mean, it's a daily process, but so far so good. It's, it's wonderful. And are you also aware of I don't know if you remember this in the very beginning course, the bliss course, because you've done all the work that I that I offer. So if you can think back to when you were in the bliss course, and I mentioned there is something called the witness, where it's possible to witness what's going on with you without attaching yourself to it. Do you find that you practice the witness in your daily life? I do. Um it's something that I I have to stay conscious of. That, that it's not automatic yet. I still some days it is, some days it isn't. Some days I still kind of have to work at it. But I do I do make myself conscious of it that I am trying to be a witness in everything that I do, um, and it it helps. It helps a lot. I mean, I wish I would have had this kind of information. 20 years ago. Well, you know, I'm starting some courses for teenagers, so I'm going to have to come out to L.A. when your boys are just a little bit older. <laughs> I'm going to come out. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. <clears throat> Fantastic. What'd you say? Fantastic. We would love that. Yeah, I think they'd be great candidates. Maybe when the uh, when the twins are... 13 or 14 and your older boy is 16, somebody like that, I'll come to L.A. and give them some tantra for teens. So, Gloria, now I want to ask you the same questions because Jim just really talked about how he stopped taking things personally. How did tantra change you other than, you know, you've already described these physical miracles. Let's talk a little bit more about in-depth do you practice emotional release? What practices do you do? What practices oh, yeah. did you learn? <laughs> oh, yeah. Egyptian cleansing that. breaths are known in my house very, very much. Um, so definitely um, I do uh, the rishis, um, which not only for me, um, just for the emotional, but also for the physical, because it is something that helps keep my lymphatic system clean. 
Can no, you tell us what that is? Rishis. What are the rishis? The rishi, no, the rishis, the the ones that we learned, uh, the the first poses that we learned with the first cobra breath. Um, those, um, I do cleansing breaths. Um, I, I use pretty much all the tools that I learned. Um, I find the Egyptian cleansing breath to be super, super helpful for when I'm feeling emotionally charged. Um, and being in the witness, I find super effective, especially when it comes to mommy issues. As a mommy, it's easy for me to get caught and captivated in the drama of a situation um, and what's going on. And when I step back and use the witness tool, I lose the emotional attachment. Sometimes I still have the physical charge, but I can be in a space where I'm okay with it and I can say to someone, you know, like, Right now, I'm feeling a little emotional about this. So, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be angry with you. I'm just still emotional. Before, I would never have made that distinction. I just would have been upset and let it go and let it fly. So, so if you were upset, that, would you have been quiet and, and swallowed oh no. <laughs> it? Or you would have let it rip on somebody? I would have let it rip on somebody. I... I yeah. I've been known all my life as, as going from zero to bitch in no no time. <laughs> all right. Now, I want to go back from, from this, because uh, you mentioned the witness again, which is what I just talked to Jim about, being able to distinguish between you who's going having emotion, you who's having the upset or taking things personally, and then a certain awareness of knowing that that's not who you really are, that that's just the moment that you're going through. That's just an experience that you're having at the moment, but feelings being and emotions being like the weather, just kind of moving through, like the sun comes out and the rain goes, comes in, and then snow comes, but then the sun comes out again, or a tsunami comes, and the sun comes again. I, I want to go back, though, because you mentioned a lot of the practices, and, and uh, I want to make sure that people who are listening know what we're talking about. So... You mentioned cleansing breath, which is a certain type of breath that we do to eliminate toxins from the body. And there are a number of different kinds of cleansing breaths. Gloria mentioned the cleansing breath, and then she mentioned the Egyptian cleansing breath. So cleansing breath is, especially for city dwellers, it's a, it's, it's a way that you put your hands under your ribs and you force air out in bursts. I'll make the sound, but I'm not going to teach it on this show because I'd like to see you when you're learning it. But I'll make the sound so people can distinguish it. It sounds like this. So what I'm doing is I'm just pushing underneath my ribs. I'm pushing on my stomach, and I'm forcing air out of my nostrils. And that forces the the lungs to cleanse. And then an Egyptian cleansing breath, which people can take a look at probably on... I have a few YouTubes. I think one of them has a cleansing breath on it, an Egyptian cleansing breath on it. That's more of an emotional release technique where you would let go of some emotion, cut right through it by making it, pulling, putting your hands down, then pulling your hands up, and then making the ah sound, making that release. And you talked about the rishis too, the rishi isometrics, which are physical movements designed by ancient Rishi monks. They're designed to help you eliminate toxins from the body in a very simple and easy and unstressful way because these monks did not want to make huge effort and exertion, but they did want to cleanse their body of the toxins so they could have a clear life. So, And you do those a lot, Gloria. I don't know. I know you do them with the, with the children. About how often would you say you do them in the week? I do them four or five days a week. Four or five days a week. That's great. They've they've stepped back from it. They're getting into their own stuff a little more. So I'm not doing it with them, but I'm still doing it for myself. But it's so easy that you can do it with children. It's that easy. It's it's so 
um, it's like some people go, oh, tantric yoga, I'm not that flexible. And it's like you don't have to be. It's not about being super limber and super flexible in your physical body. It's more about being super limber and flexible in your emotional body and your mental body, I think. Yeah, I think it's great. And and a lot of people, you know, I say this a lot, a lot of people think certain things about Tantra. I don't see that clearing up, by the way, too much. I try to do that on this show, demystify Tantra, so that people understand that it's not kinky sex or weird sex or prostitution, but it still has a kind of stigma to it. So I'm always happy to have people like you two on the show, people who are parents and responsible adults, people who have cleared up their marriage ailments, etc., through the practice of Tantra. So, I mean, you're more than comfortable with it. You've taken it on as, as a lifestyle, it seems. And, and that's a great point because um, Joe and I were just discussing the fact that there is a lot of confusion about Tantra, between Tantra and the Kama Sutra, and that Tantra is a way of lifestyle, not an act that you do, but a way of living. So great. So great to hear you say that. Well, we're going to pause here for a moment. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. My guests today are Gloria and Jim Alfaro, a couple who lives in the L.A. area who use Tantra to heal their emotional challenges with their marriage and also who use Tantra to deal with some of the physical challenges that arose in, your li- in their life. So we'll be right back with them. Here's some breaking news. Tantra Tourists, the film that I star in, a documentary about 10 people seeking enlightenment who hired me to take them on an adventure in India, will be available in early 2010 on DVD. Tantric Tourist has won debut feature award as well as Best Director's First Feature Award in many film festivals, including the London East End Festival, the Mexico Film Festival, and most recently, the Nevada Film Festival. Tantric Taurus is an, is an amazing film. You can become a fan of Tantric Taurus on Facebook and find out how to get your copy of the Tantric Taurus DVD that will be available in early 2010. You can go on Facebook to Tantric Tourists or you can visit www.tantrictourists.com. Please check it out. I really hope that you do. It's one of the most exciting things I've ever, ever worked on. I appreciate your support. Okay, we're back. We're with Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. My guests today are a couple who live in Southern California. They've been faced with communication challenges. They've been faced with physical degenerative disease challenges. They've been faced with financial challenges and living apart, forced to live apart for quite some time while they worked out the finances. And today they're sharing how Tantra really, really changed their lives. So we're back, Jim and Gloria. And I wanted to talk with you a little bit. I I know that one of the big, big publications, I think it was GQ, did an article on you in August of 2008 and I'd like to hear how your experience of that was I've seen the article and I, I but I never talked to you about how the interview was and and how excited you were what it felt like for you to be in a national public actually it's an international publication uh, it was uh, Esquire um, we thought oh it was, it was Esquire oh yeah, it was Esquire. <laughs> pardon me <laughs> no it's okay we thought it was GQ too when we were looking for the magazine last night it was actually a very fun thing to do. Um, I'd never been interviewed in that format before, so it was uh, it was very fun. Um, and I think the person that did the interview, after uh, probably an hour or so conversation, really started to realize that tantra is more of a, a lifestyle and not something you do. Um, I kind of think she was had that line blurred between Tantra and the Kama Sutra. Um, 
and I'm hoping that in a rereading rereading article last night that I I hope that we kind of help dispel that myth that there's tantra is just about you know kinky sex and stuff like that. Did you uh, did they interview any other couples for that article? Or was it just you, the Alfaros? I believe it was just us. Great, great. And did they ask? I mean, was there anything you didn't want to answer? I, I, you know, I can't. I don't have it familiarized the article, but were there personal places that they went to that were a little shocking for you, or was it really just a flow for you in doing that interview? Um, actually, it flowed pretty well. Um, I'd have to say, if we had jumped, did, tried to do that article before, I don't think I would have talked about the things that I did talk about. Like what? Um, you know, our sex life. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I would have talked about it, um, but I really had no barrier there. You know, she asked questions, and I, I answered them quite frankly and openly, and I think she was kind of surprised, too, that, about how open, what kind of open answers she got. Um, yeah, there was really nothing that she asked me that I was hesitant to, to reply to. Well, I do want to ask you a little bit about that, so it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, what you, Gloria said earlier in the show that you didn't, you had sex more often than other couples who are having problems. I'm not so, I'm interested in the frequency, I'm, but it's not really that. What I want to know is how are you when you're intimately together that's different now than it was before you took Tantra? And Jim, I actually would like to hear from you. Um. There's, it, it's a it's a connection thing. Um, it, it's more of, of being present with Gloria. Um, to kind of be cliche, we're kind of on the same wavelength, if you will. Um, we do things together that normally may have been a little clumsy. We just kind of know now what the other person kind of likes and we have this groove that we kind of fall into with each other now. And so it sounds it just, a lot more intimate. I mean, it sounds very intimate. It sounds like you really, you really are yeah. present to know each other and to know each other in the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, kind of in the past it was, well, let's do this or let's do that. It was kind of mechanical and we were kind of going through the motions you know, and we were doing things to get what we needed out of the out of the moment. And now it's more of we're both getting the same thing out of the moment at the same time. It's That's great. And really you haven't – have you rekindled – I mean, you haven't lost your heat for each other because, I mean, you're both really hot people. They, You know, on the show, people can't see you. But I can just say to people that you're adorable – gorgeous as a man and she's adorable gorgeous as a woman you're both you're very very hot couple to, to physically to look at so you do you still do you also still find that same flame for each other just when you if you see Gloria walking down the street you know do you feel that same fire and also the intimacy which you just described oh definitely <laughs> definitely uh, I do. You can ask her. I do. All right. Well, I, well I, I'll ask her, but I, I got to ask you because you're the one feeling that, you know? No, she just, she is a different person now. Not yeah. like she changed, but just there's this this kind of an aura around her that I that I see. It's like kind of a, a reawakening and a, and a re like seeing something and then putting it away for a, for a while and then bringing it back and going oh wow I forgot how beautiful that was and wow, that's, that's kind that's of what exquisite. Tasha's done for me it's kind of I mean not that she wasn't didn't was never beautiful but it kind of changed my perspective of how I see her as a person and how I see her as my wife I mean I tell all the people all the time that I have 
I'm lucky I have this, I have a relationship with three beautiful women. And it's all the same person. My wife, my best friend, and my lover. That's all wrapped up in one person. And that's, and that's how I see her. And it's, it's so much different now. Beautiful. Really, really a great expression, Jim. Thanks so much. Gloria, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit now. First of all, going back to that article, the uh, Esquire article, to be exact, it was in August 2008. How was that for you to be interviewed by an international publication? Uh, nervous and exciting. Um, I wanted to give a really good interview so that hopefully more people would read it, find interest, and maybe go out and find Tantra. Um, so there was that and kind of a little bit of nervous around, oh, my God, people are going to read this article. I certainly can't stay small with an article out there. <laughs> Not like so that. Own up to and my that's vision. an amazing, yeah. that's just a, a, what an opportunity to be interviewed by such a large magazine. Right. So um, I I was nervous about that because it meant I couldn't stay small, but I said yes to it. Um, I was very open with the interview. I, you know, I think she was a little caught off guard with how candid I was. Um, there was nothing that was off limits. Everything was answered, um, you know, intimate details about our sexual acts even. Um, so I just I just said yes to knowing that whatever was going to come out was what was supposed to and did it. It was exciting. So, so I have to ask you this. It sounds like, I mean, now that I've heard Jim say, now I'm hearing you say, it sounds like she came to the interview, your interviewer, your journalist, came to the interview really asking you questions about the sex act, like it was oh, focused yes. on sexuality, 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 and then because of her interview with you, she came to find out that this is a whole way of life, a whole different uh, orientation, if you will, than what she, she expected. Is that what you meant? Yeah. That was my perception of what ended up occurring through the interview, that she came to us with the perception that Contra was just about the only thing you can you've heard Sting and his wife have sex for four hours, and so there a lot of the questions were focused around the acts of sex, but throughout the interview and the conversation, it became clear to her that while we have rocking sex and Tantra totally heightened and intensified and deepened our lovemaking, there was more to it. So good. Really, really so good. So you've taken, I mean, I think that's just a tribute to you that you've taken this into your relationship, that you've healed many things, that you've, yeah, you have rock and sex and you have so much more emotionally, physically, in the present moment with each other than you did before. And, uh, and it came out in an article such as, such as the one in this magazine, Esquire. So, I'm thrilled that you had it. I think it was great that you were honored like that. You know, that you, that your relationship has shifted such that the two of you could be honored that way. Really wonderful. We're gonna break here for a moment and then we'll, we'll come right back and I, what I'm, what we're gonna talk about when we come back is recommendations that Jim and Gloria would make to other couples who are having challenges financially, geographically, degenerative disease wise, communication wise. We're gonna talk to them to see what advice they have and we're going to also find out what some of their favorite practice together is so that any couple listening to this show or anybody in relationship can take that home with them when we come back. If you just 
tuned in. You're listening to Tantra Cafe and Laurie Handlers, and we're coming right back. Are you somebody who loves adventure, would like to create more adventure in your life? Join me and Gino Alegria on our Red Hot Tantra Tour to India this January 2010. You'll study six days of Red Hot Tantra in a palace in Ajmer, in the state of Rajasthan, India's most colorful state. You'll receive six days of classroom education and then practice together with your beloved in the privacy of your own palace accommodations each evening, culminating with an amazing tantric practice, Maituna, when the course is at its end. Then, of course, you'll visit other places in India, like the holy city of Pushkar. You'll see the world's greatest tribute to romance, the Taj Mahal in Agra. And, of course, you'll tour the world's famous Kama Sutra temples in Kagraho. You'll have ample time to see all these renowned Indian sites close up, and you'll even get to meditate inside some of them. When you return, you'll have time to tour the city of Delhi or shop in the Pardaganj, one of the world's oldest markets. If you'd like to stay on in India, we have a variety of tours you can choose from as well. For more information about the Red Hot Tantra Palace Course in India, please call me at 202-686-7440. That's 202-686-7440 or write to me, laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. Well, we're back for our last segment on Tantra Cafe today. My guests are... Gloria and Jim Alfaro, a couple who healed their relationship in many aspects by taking a course in Tantra and then taking many others. And they took them from me at Butterfly Workshops. So we're back. And Gloria and Jim, if you were to advise couples who are struggling with any of the aspects that you've struggled with, what would you say? Uh, I would have to say... A good recommendation would be your bliss class because it's not necessarily uh, about the two of uh, the two people like Gloria and I. It it started with us individually learning about what was what I was about, what junk was holding me back, and I and I can't speak for Gloria, but. I think once we were aware, were made aware of that, and we were able to, to get past that, I think that's when it, it really started. The, our communication came back, and we really started to really re-notice each other and be able to to work with each other and and be present with each other. Because I grew up in a family where you didn't talk about your emotions; you kept it buried, and and that was something that I had to struggle and work through and once I felt I was comfortable letting those those feelings out I think it had a positive effect on a relationship so so what you're saying is you would recommend that people come to Tantra because they learn about their own individual stuff before you know things that they would have blamed on the partner before is that what you mean oh definitely you, you got to be able to Identify your own junk before you can identify and deal with junk that you're dealing with with someone else. I, I think you can't have one without the other. And I think it, that was paramount in our, our process, getting over our own stuff before we could work through the stuff that we created together. That's great. Thanks so much for that, Jim. And, Gloria, what would you say? What would you recommend to couples out there who are struggling with some of the same issues or individuals who are struggling with some of the same issues that you two have struggled with? Um, I'd have to say, first of all, be patient with yourself more than anything else. Um, Be patient with yourself. Um, The behavior patterns that we are exhibiting we didn't learn in one day and it takes practice sometimes to shift our patterns and that 
like Jim said, it's about our own individual personal crap. If I'm not taking care of my own personal crap, then that's on me. That's not on anyone else. And I think that too many people look to their partners, whether it's a boyfriend, a wife, husband, etc., for their happiness and to solve their problems. And the reality is that no one can do the work for you but you. No one can work through my layers of personal physical health, uh, emotional health, whatever things that I've brought into this lifetime through this lifetime with me, that's for me to deal with, not Jim. That's on me. So I need to deal with it and be patient with myself as I deal with it, knowing that ultimately the only person really responsible for my happiness is me, and that's in all aspects of my life, in my in my life as an individual, in my sexual life, whatever. That's on me, and I think a lot of people forget that. You've just really demonstrated what the essence of enlightenment, personal transformation, all the disciplines that where people go or seek to learn about how they can change their lives from painful lives, which they're just tolerating and bearing, to lives of extraordinary joy and peace, happiness, intentions fulfilled. You've just described the bottom line, Gloria and Jim, which is that it's your responsibility, it's your own responsibility to take full ownership of your life and of all the things going on in it, including the partner you've chosen and including however the partner is plugged in or tapped by whatever it is that you're going through. So you're kind of stating a universal law. It may not have been universal always, but it's certainly been universal since meditation and transformation technologies, et cetera, have been around in the West. So it's great what you're saying. It's really, really great what you're saying. Also, I know you have a copy of my book, Sex and Happiness, and one of the chapters in the book, I think it's chapter number two, is Please Yourself. Get yourself happy. Please yourself. Get yourself responsible and take full charge for what you want. So it's great that you two have just gotten that. I mean, I didn't plant on you to say that. If you're living your life that way, it's amazing. It is. Every day. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's something you have to work at every day, but in the end, it makes the world a difference. Yeah, it makes the world a difference. I fully, I fully believe that if, if we wouldn't have gotten over our own personal garbage and then gotten over the garbage that we created between the two of us, that uh, we probably would not be married. We probably would have ended no. probably five, six years ago. Five or six yeah. years ago, you might have separated. <laughs> well, we what's your favorite practice to do together? What's your favorite intimate tantric practice to do together so you can let people know that it is really hot, but it's not always what the journalists think. Oh, it would have to be Yab Yum. Sitting in Yab Yum? Uh, we do Yab Yum, and then we do our cobra breath, and we just, nothing is planned. We just go from there. We let the bodies take over. And that sounds pretty hot and steamy, so let me just describe what Yab Yum is, unless you want to. Gloria, you want to describe Yab Yum? Um, sure. Uh, Yab Yum is where Jim sits in a crisscross leg position, and I sit in his lap, wrap my legs around him, and... Cross my ankle, so I'm essentially sitting 
in the same cross-legged position, only with my legs wrapped around him. And this seated position lines up each of our chakra centers so that they are in perfect alignment with each other as we're breathing in. Um, for, for us, I immediately start to feel the, the pickup of energy and the, the flow. It, it gets really hot in the room really fast. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, so let me just, let me just cut in for a second. So sitting in Yab Yum, which is probably the most famous position and the position that Tantra is known for, it's where the male sits with his legs cross-legged, as she said, sitting in easy pose for those yogis listening. And then the female sits on the lap of the male and puts her legs, her feet together. So the bottoms of her feet are touching. And then Gloria mentioned the chakras, which are the energy centers, the main energy centers at the body, starting at the root where your tailbone is, is center one, your sex is center two, your belly is center three, your heart is number four, your throat is five, your third eye is six, and then seven is your crown area that goes up and around the head. And all of these centers are connected and level when you're sitting like this in this yab yum. And then, as Gloria said, it starts to heat up pretty fast. So you start, you do cobra breaths in this posture? Yeah. And how long, about how long would you, cobra breath is a very specialized tantric breath, which I teach people. It's, uh, it's 6,000 years old and it's pretty intensely powerful for manifesting intentions. And they've manifested quite a few as they've demonstrated on the show. How long do you sit in Yab Yum? It kind of depends. Um, well, what's the shortest? We might, well, we, we might do maybe eight to ten, maybe a dozen cobra breaths each cycle. Um, and then we just kind of move from there. So maybe ten, twelve, fifteen minutes maybe. Ten, twelve, fifteen minutes. And then from there you go into... Kind of the unknown, like Lottie Han practice yeah. where you move when movement moves you, correct? Yeah. Correct. That's great. Well, you two, I really, I, I'm thrilled about you. I'm thrilled to know you. I'm thrilled to have you in my life. And I'm, I'm very happy that you came on Tantra Cafe because I want people to know that regular moms and dads Real people with real life stories, not people who run around just dressed like I dream of genie or something, but people who go to work, people who have twins and other children can actually practice Tantra and get so much out of it that their marriage survives. So I really thank you for coming on my show today. And I love you both so much and I I'm, I can't wait till the next time we see each other. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you, it was our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, wonderful. Just wonderful, wonderful report. So if you just tuned in in the last segment, you didn't hear most of it, but you heard, caught the last part, I was interviewing Jim and Gloria Alfaro today, a family who stayed together. Because of Tantra, they didn't really go to marriage counseling. They didn't do all other kinds of therapies. They came to Tantra and over time and doing the work, both doing the practices, the breathing, and the emotional release, they were able to keep their marriage not only intact but progress to the point of having an outstanding, extraordinary relationship. This is Laurie Handlers signing off for Tantra Cafe. Please tune in to the next Tantra Cafe when I interview another expert who will greatly expand what we've already experienced about Tantra. I'm signing off. I'm saying namaste for Tantra Cafe.